welcome to What's Past This Podcast. My name is Roberts. And I'm Steve. I'm Damien. And I'm James. And this is going to be where we'll be talking about everything relating to the world of acting, whether that's professional or amateur. In future episodes, we'll be inviting on some guests. I'll just have a bit of a chat and having some fun. And if that's your thing, please uh, like and comment down below and subscribe to the channel. And on this episode, uh, we're going to be introducing ourselves and talking about how we got into acting and performing. Okay, great. That's a great intro. Loved it. Loved it for our first intro. Um, hope the viewers, you guys have loved that as well. And um, we practiced that uh, just the once. So, so uh, we're going to start with Robert. Um, so, Robert, how did you get into acting? Where did you start? Um. How I got into it was like when I was in high school, like uh, I wasn't really interested in drama um, or acting um, in high school. Like I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, as a career. Um, all my friends did, um, so I think it was just it was a bit of a rushed choice for me to choose uh, carpentry because I went to college, did the course for that. Um, but like I was, I was about halfway through that course and. I was thinking, yeah, okay, this is fun, but I'm not really enjoying it. Like, I, I want something more from life. Um, so I tried other things like music and uh, other things. Um, but acting just came about really just from watching YouTube and watching TV shows and films. Um, just like watching uh, my f- favorite actors and and uh, watching all behind the scenes stuff and all the bloopers and after watching all that, I was just like, you know, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to try, try and do that myself. So without not knowing anything about it, um, I've learned since then. Um, but I applied for the performing arts course in, in, in college. Um, but I didn't get accepted because at the time I didn't have any acting experience at all. They said to me, like, do you, uh, that you might want to join an amateur acting group. So that's when I went back to them and I said, right, do you know of any around? Um, and they said uh, two, which was the Bumaris Castle Players or the Echelda Rep. And Echelda Rep was just happened to be the first uh, group that I contacted. Yeah, that's that's how I joined 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 the group. And since then, I've done various plays um with with the group um one of my favorite parts was uh a part where i had nothing to say just just uh it was just more acting um so that that was fun i quite enjoyed that part because it was quite um it's it's more difficult than i think what people think um because you've got no words but you still have to be in that that person like you still have to you still have to act even though you've got nothing to say but now i do uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff like filming and the video editing and the youtube pages and uh yeah a lot of the behind the scenes stuff i'm still interested in acting that's still my first uh choice of thing th- things to do um but yeah that's that's my story uh broken down so had you ever had any kind of urge to perform in any capacity sort of before that or was it just something because most people have 
have some kind of bug for it from a young age. Uh, yeah. But had you ever had that before? Uh, no. Um, like I said, uh, in, in high school, um, we had a drama class every Monday uh, at the end of the day, like the last lesson of the day. And I was just not interested at all. And especially with stage acting as well. Like I never thought, you know, uh, performing live in front of people, um, like this, no, I'm not. I'm not going to put myself under that under that pressure. Uh, my first love will always be like the TV side of it and film, because I know with film you can you can do a scene at a time and you can cut it up and you know you don't you don't have to remember the whole script, mm. but obviously with a play you do. Um, so I thought, nah, no, I'll never put myself under that kind of pressure. Um, but yeah, I tried it and I like it, but. As I said, my first love will always be the TV side of it. I think for me, actually, it was it's sort of almost the opposite thing that I think the the kind of pre- the pressure of the live performance is what I enjoy the most. Mm. Um, so I've never been particularly interested in sort of TV or film or anything like that, just because um, I like the kind of energy of of a live performance and the kind of spontaneity of it. Yeah, I enjoy the live performing aspect, aspect even <laughs> too. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun. Yeah, with with live with live performing, I feel I feel like that's better for me because I can feel the energy of the audience. Yes, and it makes it powers me to move on. Yeah, I think with you, Steve, as well, given that you generally uh, you're generally playing sort of comic roles on stage, I I wonder if that. Well, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Mm. But even even in any role that I play, really, <clears throat> I kind of feed up the energy of the audience in a way. Like um, it, it, it feels good getting a reaction from the audience, doesn't it? Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I think especially you know the um, me and and Damien and Steve done quite a lot of panto and yeah. and obviously I think with panto because it relies so heavily on audience participation, it really makes such a huge difference if the audience are into it or not. I think sometimes you you can have a show you you know in the first minute really how the audience is mm. um just from standing off stage watching the first scene happen and you can feel the kind of the atmosphere you can feel the the mood of the audience straight away yeah and sometimes you know and, and if you turn it around and by the end the audience are really really into it then that's a great feeling but it's so difficult sometimes to get to that stage so, Steve, why don't you tell us about your um, how you got into acting? Secondary school, I did the uh, performance of Scrooge, where I played Tim. It was in the Welsh language. Hi, you, Tim. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> is there are there any photos or footage of? Your I don't think there is. Thankfully, <laughs> if there is, I'm not aware of it. Well, you, 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 you know that we would definitely uh, make fun of you because of it. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, I did that in school, and I did drama in school. Did a, a couple of scenes from Waiting for Godot, and then after finishing school, uh, there was a bit of a gap before I did anything, and then I did a, a few bits then with uh, the local young farmers group I was with, so some plays and sketches and pantomimes for them um, and it was through one of the pantomimes where I performed it that I was given the opportunity to perform in a, a panto in uh, Theatre Vach which 
did a small Welsh theatre in Llangevny, and I also did a few other shows there with them as well. Uh, that was the the first and only Welsh language pantomime I did. Were the um, were the young farmers plays were they agricultural in theme or were they just were they just um, plays? No, they weren't. Not no, they weren't really agricultural in theme. No, there was the odd bits as you can imagine, but not completely. Were they in Welsh language or were they in? English? Yeah, in Welsh language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. So you so everything you don't cause you, so you went you went to a Welsh. Welsh language school. I did. So you didn't actually do any English language stuff until until you joined the the Akhaldra Rep, is that right? Uh, no, I did a, a couple of English ones in theatre, Ach. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple written by some local uh, writers. There was a, a couple of years gap uh, after finishing the Theatre Ach, and then I joined the Akhaldra Rep in August 2009, and um, had a, a small role in a, in a Show that they just started a play called Not Now Darling by the a builder in that one, small role. Um, yeah, I did a, a few other sh- I've done many, many shows with the Helder Rep since then. Uh, I've done a couple of shows with them in the Anglesey Drama Festival. One of the shows that we did there, Baby Sparklers, I won an award for best comedy performance. Oh, nice. I came quite close to getting best actor as well, but I got picked to the post on that one. Or did you have to go on stage like in the NCAs and make make a speech? Uh, well, I went up to collect the trophy, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, two years down the line, then after that, I was asked to join Anvil Productions in, in one of their pantos. I think that was about 2015. Is that when we did Alice in Pantoland? That was Alice in Pantoland, yes. Was it 2015? I think so. Yeah. Think so. Some of that, and uh, then with Anvil, I've also done other things with them as well. A couple of Shakespeare shows and murder mystery, and then Anvil disbanded, and me, Damien, and James, and a couple of others started our own company called Hereafter Productions. That's uh, just over. A year, it's about a year and a half old now. It's going well. Another thing I've done as well is a local film. Called Method, uh, written by a local uh, writer, director. Sadly, he's no longer with us. I played the character called Sparky in that one. It was the lighting and sound uh, technician for a, a group of travelling actors. And it's is that on YouTube? It is on YouTube, yes. It's on the Vidius Films, that YouTube page. Is it, well, we're, we're actually starting work on a, a new film at the moment with the yes, Akhaldra Rep, yes. which all four of us are in, in various roles. Yep. Um, and the film is called... Have you forgotten? I've forgotten, yeah. I remember. <laughs> What's the film called? <laughs> I keep forgetting the name of it. The film is called Homicidal, written by our group director, Tom Walwork. Yes, your role that you're playing is, uh, uh, James, is, is, is really uh, the best role in the film, I think. <laughs> Uh, I'm playing a. Uh, I'm playing. Well, I probably shouldn't say actually, but my role involves cross-dressing. I know that much. Um, which I think he. I think he wrote that role for me uh, off the back of my role as Widow Twanky in uh, our first Hereafter Panto Aladdin at Christmas. And uh, I think he thought I make a good woman or something. 
You love cross-dressing, James. Don't deny <laughs> I've it. I've never, cr- never cross-dressed before Christmas, and uh, I'm worried I'm getting typecast. <laughs> what do you mean you're worried you're getting typecast? I've played police for God knows how many times, and you only played cr- with a, a yeah. game once. Yeah, you, to be fair, Stephen, you always seem to play um, pompous, pompous but inept authority figures, I think is probably the best description of the type of part yeah. that you play. So they're usually comedic policemen, comedic yeah. detectives. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, know. one of my favourite roles, really, is was as a policeman, funnily enough, in what I call the Pratt <laughs> Mysteries, uh, written by Peter Gordon. And there's... Uh, the two that we've done is Death by Fatal Murder and Murder to Death. And I was Constable Tompkins opposite uh, a like, good friend of mine, Brian Davis, who played the Inspector Pratt. Um, he, he was brilliant at it. He was Pratt by name, Pratt by nature, basically, the character. Almost a bit uh, <laughs> Clouseau-esque. For once, um, I was sort of a straightish role rather than a comedic role. And there was uh, one moment on it, which I have no idea how I kept the straight face. We had a, a a phone going off. Some of us were looking at each other thinking, bloody audience members, until it was suddenly realised, first by Brian himself, and then I clicked then, because <laughs> he turned and looked at me with this look on her face saying, oh, crap, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep a straight face, knowing full well, that is his phone that had gone off. It was in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and what was more funny about that was it was Brian that did the announcement uh, at the beginning about switching your phones off. <laughs> it's it's still used that recording, isn't it, in the the start of rap shows? Because um, um, Brian sadly uh, sadly died quite young, didn't he? Last year. Yeah, he did. And, he did. Uh, so it's quite nice that. That his voice is still there at the start of the shows. Uh, yes, it is. In those little recordings. Right. Mm. There was there was a time the time that you fell flat on your face playing bottom in middle. Oh yes, that was, yes, yes, there was. Yes, uh, we were in there. It was the Abbey, the old Abbey in Birkenhead. As I stepped up to the ship, uh, onto the stage, I lost my footing, tripped, and went flat on my face on the stage. So it's the whole audience roared with laughter. And that's when it. That's when everyone found out that Stephen does his own stunts. Yes, <laughs> I've got two embarrassing ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Go on, then. There was the first was uh, I was doing West Side Story in Venue Cymru with school. It was in my last year of secondary school, and I had a scene. So it's in a big theatre that holds sort of over a thousand people. It's probably about a thousand people in the audience that night, and um. And I was on stage and it was the end of a scene and I was the last character uh, on stage. So I had a little little brief line on my own. And as as I started walking off, before the blackout started, I noticed that there was a, a pack of playing cards on the floor and I knew that there was a big scene change about to happen. So I thought, oh, I assumed it was just an empty cardboard box because the car- there were cards on the table and stuff. So I thought, I'll help the scene change people out by picking up the the empty box putting on the table um and i so i sort of bent down and i i sort of picked it up and i didn't realize that it was half full of playing cards so i spilt about 20 or 30 playing cards all over the stage right before the blackout (laughs) (laughs) 
and then I got some uh, some scene change people swearing at me from the wings as I was I was walking up. Um, but I just I carried on like a pro. <laughs> uh, and then the other one was more recently uh, playing Widow Twanky, and I I went on stage. Oh yes, I had a, a costume change, so I took my wig off. Changed my costume and then forgot to, forgot to put my wig on before I went on stage again, um, and I didn't realise for about oh, a good three or four minutes into the scene that I wasn't wearing my wig. Everyone knew that I wasn't wearing the wig, and no one had it. <laughs> like because uh, I'd been into the audience earlier in that scene and been like talking to people, and uh, <laughs> no one had sort of said anything, or it was really embarrassing. <laughs> You you gotta you gotta make the joke out of it and make it work. Yes. Which, as I recall, you did make it work very well, and I did find it quite funny. As even though I was upstairs doing the lights and sound, I felt like what if I was watching it as the audience, I'd have thought that was quite funny, like entertaining. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it was meant to be part of the show. Yeah, I mean, there's always like lots of um, self-referential kind of meta jokes in in panto anyway so it's oh, it yeah. kind of works with the style i think i think it's time to bring damien in and uh, for him to tell the story of how he got involved um so yeah take it away yeah i got started uh i don't know probably 2010 mm-hmm. i think um and my foster parents were like damien you gotta do something and Against my will, they'd taken me to drama school and forced me to be there for a few days. And after a while, I started to enjoy it. So without them forcing me into something, I would not be here. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for quite a while doing various various shows, like um, variety shows, mostly. And after that, I've been doing, uh, I've been doing shows for Anvil Productions, which Anvil owns Props Theatre School. Um such as Shakespeare, various Shakespearean plays and pantomimes, uh, murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're with Panto. I think you're you're pretty good with kind of with the kids. I think playing these kind of larger than life things. I think the the kids, yeah, yeah, you know, larger than life characters. The kids tend to be kind of fascinated in, um, like when he played the lion in uh, Wizard of Oz and uh, uh, Mr. Punch in Pinocchio and things like that. Uh, I'd say a lot of it is voice manipulation as well. Like I do, like I, I kind of change my voice to suit the character. Yeah. So um, with Punch, with Punch, I'm supposed to talk like this. But with um, County Line, (laughs) I'm scared of everything. (laughs) Yeah, but similar to the lion in the uh, film. In in the film, uh, yes, but we shan't talk about that because copyrights. Yes. (laughs) That reminded me of when I played Mr. Smee. Yeah. And um, after one of the shows, I think it was a group of girl guides or girl scouts or something. It was a lot of little girls, you know, six, seven, eight, something like that, I think. And uh, a lot of the girls uh, started running up to me, standing there with a crocodile going, rah, rah, like that. And I had to pretend to be scared. I, I got stuck in a corner with a load of girls going, rah, 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 and that at me. And, I was there having to pretending to be scared with all them jumping and climbing on top of me. Then there were crocodiles. And, and and the rest of the cast were just looking, laughing. Because Nobody it's funny. bothered to help me. <laughs> I think one of us did at the end, though. I think one of us did at the end, towards the end of that. 
But it was just entertaining for us watching you in that in that way. So. I'm sure it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So these little kids are piling on top of you. Yeah, I think that's the that's the joy of the joy of Panto distilled. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. With all these uh, all, all these mistakes that that we do, we can uh, look back and laugh at later. I mean, that might be stressful at the time, and you know, you might be wondering, oh, what's what's what do I do? What do I say, etc. And then, but you can you can look back afterwards and have have a laugh about it. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a a kind of formative experience that a lot of these shows are kind of. Because they're small cast uh, and the, you know small budget and everything, it's a bit of a just a baptism baptism of fire that you kind of get thrown in the deep end with these things, and you just have to figure it out. And sometimes it goes disastrously wrong, but I think you learn a lot from that. Uh, yeah, that, I, that's the thing, though. Um, if things go wrong, that's one of the beauties of theatre for me because it's always something to look back on. It's always something to probably laugh on, laugh at, like you said, Rob. And it's—I don't know—it's always a story to tell. I remember a, a friend of mine uh, who's a member of the shelter rep, back to Brian Davis again, actually. And he, I remember him telling me that a time he was—they um, were performing *Midsummer Night's Dream*. Uh, no, not *Midsummer*. The Tempest. I apologise. It was the Tempest he was doing. So Brian walks on to the bit, and the other two were nowhere to be found. So he he was having he stood there having to ad lib Shakespeare, but he he said it felt like hours. It was actually just about a minute. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't even know where to start ad libbing Shakespeare. In all fairness, would any of you? <laughs> I think it takes a special yeah, skill to do that. Yeah, it does take a skilled yeah. actor to do that, and yeah. definitely Brian was more than able to pull mm, that off. Yeah. So James, yeah. Are you going to tell us how you got started though? Yeah, um, well, I think I always had the uh, kind of an interest in it from a very young age, along with music as well, that sort of music and acting have both been equal uh, interests of mine since I was quite young. Uh, and I remember my parents take me to sort of pantos and things when I was very young as well. And um and obviously, you know, primary school nativity plays and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then my secondary school that I went to in Llandudno, um do uh, music, a musical each year in Venue Cymru Theatre. So I was lucky enough to do seven of those shows throughout secondary school each year. And it was kind of the highlight of my year. I um, just remember how overwhelmingly exciting it was when I was you know 12 years old to be going into professional theatre for the first time uh, with a, a proper band and lights and sound and set and all that kind of stuff, it was really really exciting um, and yeah it just never really never really wore off um, I, I focused on music, you know I had a place to study music at uni and I took a gap year and it was during the gap year that I joined Anvil which is where I met met these guys, um, well, where I met Damien and Stephen. Um, I've been in props theatre school for a couple of years when I was quite young. Me and Damien did meet at, at one point. Yeah, was it for uh, Peter Pan you came back yeah. to help on the uh, stage managing side? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I just kind of randomly got this message from, from Anne, who ran Anvil, uh, out of the blue one day, and asked if I could go and help, with, help backstage with their panto that year. And I was like... Uh, what the hell, I'm not doing anything, why not? And here we are. 
So yeah, I joined Anvil and really got into the whole world of it. Really started watching the national theatre broadcasts and RSC broadcasts and going on trips and seeing lots of plays and all that kind of stuff. And um, started writing music for shows as well with Anne, um, which I'm really grateful to her for giving me that opportunity. And yeah, that's kind of how I got here. And uh, what what are your what are your hopes for the future? Um... World peace, um, solving the climate <laughs> crisis. Um, no, no, I meant I meant for your own personal career. <laughs> oh, personally, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd I'd love to be to be doing uh, sort of uh, carry on with what I'm doing, composing for shows and things like that. Uh, since the coronavirus lockdown, we've been um, we've been doing sort of audio dramas, and I've been really enjoying that. So, yeah, I, d- I don't know really. I just want to be able to carry on doing what we're doing, really, and hopefully turn it into something that uh, is a living. James is one of these people that likes to write the theme tune and sing the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> the f- the first song that I wrote for for an Anvil Panto, which was Robin Hood, and the song was called Springtime, and it was just the the most earwormy song I've ever written, and it's now a a sort of warm up vocal warm up song. Yes, uh, and it's a, it's still an ongoing joke between the <coughs> cast as well. Oh yeah, Damien and James, uh, which who uh, people actors or whatever inspired you uh for stage kind of i mean the 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 whole national theater broadcasts and the rsc broadcasts are so good because you image you can Mm. yeah people like us that live in rural north wales get to see these big shows from the west end and from from sort of bigger regional theaters and things like that so I, i some of those things like the first one i watched was no man's land with patrick stewart and ian mckellen and it was like yeah obviously names that are known from Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, but, you know, seeing them on stage, amazing. So some of those people like that. Um, we saw David Troughton at the RSC doing Titus Andronicus. Um, he was amazing. Some of these people that we've seen in TV and, uh, you know, and stuff like that, but seeing them on stage in their sort of natural habitat was, is, you know, is a pleasure. Imelda Staunton's another one that's, um, that's amazing. Some of the, some of the TV actors we've seen on stage haven't been quite so good, but we, we won't we'll say that. <laughs> we shan't get into that subject this episode, James. <laughs> who, uh, who inspired you then, Damien? Uh, I'd say the two actors that inspired me was, um, so Ian McKellen, mm. His role in Macbeth actually <coughs> hooked me the most in RSC's Macbeth. Oh, yeah. He was quite young at the time as well. Yeah. And the second person is David Tennant. Yeah. Because, yeah, again, I loved his 10th Doctor I loved nice. the Doctor role. Like, it's just brilliant for me. And I was just in awe. At both of, the, at, at both of them, I was just in awe looking at them. They're, they're two pretty good. It's pretty hard to, to beat them, really. Um yeah, so I think those two are good choices there. Should we say before we finish, so uh, this has been our first episode. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, but uh, at some point we're going to start having some guests on, some people that we know, 
perform with and talk to. And I think we're going to start with with Tom, hopefully. Yeah, I think he'd be a good choice to to start off. He has lots of stories about his uh, his years in the the West End and uh, yeah, his uh, years as a professional actor is always interesting. So all of that to come. Yeah. But first, uh, if you enjoyed the first episode and would like to hear more, then please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and also leave a comment down below telling us what you think of the first episode. We'll be posting on a Gouder Rep YouTube page and Hereafter Productions Bandcamp. The links to those and to our personal YouTube accounts will be down below, as well as our websites. And on saying that, it's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And we're going to play you out with that song that we talked about earlier. It's the first song that I wrote for any show, and it's called Springtime. And thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Just around the corner the sheriff waves to catch us alive.